two songs in the last few days that have been a factor and encouragement in my life for years, almost a testimony. And one of them, Joseph sang Friday night because I told him he was going to. It's <laughs> Daystar said, lead me, Lord, I'll follow. Anywhere you open up the door. That's how I ended up in Mauriceville, Texas. It is. Let your words speak to me. Show me what I've never seen before. Lord, I want to be your witness. You can take what's wrong and make it right. Day star, shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. And then the second one is what they just sang. That second verse says, living water rain down your life on me. Cleansing me, refreshing me with life abundantly. But listen to that. Rivers full of life, I'll go where you lead. Do you know that is the key? <laughs> Hello. Now listen. I'm going to tell you all something. I'm as tired as you are. And I ain't going to have y'all being out of, out of, out of, out of shouting, out of, out of cooperation on the fourth service. Y'all ain't leaving me with the bones. <laughs> Going where he leads, hearing his voice is everything. It is, it's everything. Joy Behar may think people are crazy and schizophrenic because they believe they hear from God. Well, you know, I don't care what Joy Behar thinks. God still speaks. He still leads. And it's still the key because obedience is still where you find the power of God. And I told him a long time ago that I would go anywhere he opened up the door. And I, that's, you know, that's how I pastored my first church. You, I may have told you that before. I went and filled, out, filled in out there. You know, that was a building. It's, um, we all just wouldn't know what a, <laughs> what a sacrifice it was to pastor south of Boonville, Arkansas. Uh, you know, I told the Lord whenever he called me. This is, this, is a, this is true as my name is, James Robert. I said, you know, I'll, I'll go anywhere. I just don't want to go to Boonville, Arkansas. And I don't want to go to eastern Arkansas. Well, my first church was in Boonville, Arkansas, and my second church was in eastern Arkansas. And I still got to, yeah, Nineveh. <laughs> Worse than that. <laughs> I think Nineveh would have been a reprieve. <laughs> no, nah, they wouldn't quite that mean either place. But, you know, the first place I, I went, a little place called Grayson, Assembly, south of, wasn't even in town in Boonville. It was out in the mountains. Five miles uh, out on Jack Creek Road. Those folks were here, they would have said that with me because I've said it many times. One room up, one room down, and one toilet. Well, that, you don't think that's any big deal. It wasn't any big deal when I got there and there were six people, that, plus me and Mays and Lisa, nine. But when we left, there was 
it was full, but you could get about 80 people in it and you still had one toilet. Let me repeat that. 80 to 1. Can I just keep talking a minute? Because <laughs> that, that, whole, that whole sanctuary would fit right here. Right here. Yeah. That's probably a little deep. <laughs> well, I know it's a little deep. You had to turn it this way. And you were either in or out. Yeah, inside or outside. You know that 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 toilet was a big improvement because it saved about forty steps there back from what they. Let me help you, folks. They had an outhouse <laughs> before. Yes, in in the two thousands. I'm telling you where I went. I'm trying to say, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something. You know, I, I was a, uh, my life before that was in a $2,000 suit every day. Six days a week. And I made a little more money wearing that suit than I did pastoring Grace and Assembly with Uh, you know, you should watch what you say because you just never know what somebody will watch sometime. <laughs> and, um, you know, it had been a mess. I mean, that, it had been a mess. I mean, it was already one room up, one room down, six people. I mean, on Sunday they had a few more people. Not much. There, took some, <laughs> there, was, there, was, there were some of them that took three of them to make a half wit, but... Some of y'all out there looking holy at me and you've met them. You'll be all right. We operate in truth around here. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to say that part. They were, those were kin to me. <laughs> I think they're on the way to heaven. They're not any smarter than they were, but they're on their way to heaven. And Oh, I was telling you. About, get about, cram them in, about 80, it's about this, but this way, you know, in and out. And that bathroom, that toilet I was talking about was, if you, let's, let's say you're, we're facing that way, you know, because it's this way. That toilet was behind a wall right here. Oh, now they're with me. Yeah, they're with me. It didn't have much insulation in it. Just well, in fact, that building had no insulation in it. When we cleaned, when we when we cleaned thirty-five gallons of dirt dauber dust out of the attic, all the insulation was gone. That's a true story. Lead me, Lord, I'll follow anywhere you open up the door. Uh, you, you ever heard good Lord willing creeks don't rise I have to ask that anymore because I, I was uh, t- teaching high school this morning and just 
uh, I asked them about Everybody Loves Raymond, and they didn't know anything about it. And that was just a few years ago, y'all. Exactly. Something. Somebody ought to pray. I could talk about that a minute because there really is something we could talk about in that little scenario, but we'll move on. Well, that was that Grayson was out. I wish I, if I'd have known I was going to talk about this, I'd have gave Caleb some pictures. It was out about the, the pavement ended a, a mile past the church in the Washita Mountains. And by the time, and it means in the mountains, you had, had, when you got out there, you, you went across Jack Creek. And if you ever go up there and you want to swim at Jack Creek, that's a good swimming hole. You keep going past it. And there's a place called Knoppers Ford. Now, that, that, there, there ain't any more, anything more hillbilly than that. Knoppers Ford. That starts with a K, by the way. K-N-O-P-P-E-R-S. Knopper, Knoppers. <laughs> Low water bridge. It was a Ford. Not like Chaz drives Ford. It, that low water bridge is more dependable than that. <laughs> yeah. That's where you. Yep. That's why they named it a Ford. Because <laughs> they couldn't get across it. Oh, mo. What's that have to do with the word? Nothing yet, but I'm getting there. See, y'all are already in a better mood. <laughs> oh, hi, Jen. I didn't see you. That, that, I, I just needed somebody to be the object of my, Oh, I didn't even see you back there. If I'd have saw you, I'd have said it anyway. <laughs> right? And I really don't care. They've all, along that line, all, all this pickup rivalry that goes on everywhere, every dealership I ever went with had a shop in the back that worked on cars. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And, 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 and you know, that, that thing started growing, but, but, but good Lord willing, the creeks don't rise. That meant something there. Because if it came a really strong rain there, or, or really it was in the mountains, so if it came, if it rained north of us, well, actually that was the Washita, so south of us, up in the high elevations, they didn't even have to rain a drop where you was at because that'd be headwater come down through those valleys and through those trenches and it would roll through them hills and roll across that Knoppers Ford and if it stayed up, it was that, you might be trapped in there for days. So, you know, if it come a rain Sunday afternoon, we'll see you tonight for church, good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. For real. For real. I remember the day, because I told the Lord I would go anywhere he opened the door. Boy, you ought to be careful what you say. I'm fixing to take a text, and this all goes with it. You ought to be careful what you say, but you ought to say it. There's not a person in this room that the, that the prayer of their life shouldn't be, God, I'll go where you want me to go. Do what you want me to do. Be who you want me to be. But when you tell him that and you mean it he might change everything about everything you ever knew 
He might take you out of Hart, Schaffner, and Marks and put you in Levi's. And he might take you out of, well, and do wonderful things. I went out there to preach to those six people a few times and would fill in. And the presbyter called one day and was asking about going out there. They didn't have a pastor. <laughs> Who would blame them? <laughs> he said, why don't you just go out there and pastor that church? I said, no. Didn't even think about it. Uh, just like that, no. Let me give you. No. He's talking in that ear. Bill Caldwell's talking. Bob Caldwell is talking in this. That's Dean's brother. Talking in that ear. And on this side, the Holy Spirit said, You told me. I mean, that quick. You told me you'd go anywhere. I opened the door. You know what I said? Praise God. Hallelujah. I felt the breeze blow. My goosebumps had goosebumps. I shouted all over the yard. Hallelujah. And that is a lie. <laughs> you know what I really did? You told me. I went. That's what I did. And I said, I'll go. And the pressure says, huh? I said, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll take the church. He said, well, then he started crawfishing. He said, well, just go out there, pray about it, and go out there and go for, for a few weeks. I said, no, I'll go. Take yes for an answer, dude. I'm, I'm going to help somebody in a minute. I said, the only thing I want to know is that they, they're going to, you can appoint me because it was a district-controlled church, but I said, they're going to vote. They're gonna, if I'm going to go, they're going to want me. If they don't want me, I ain't going. They wanted me. I was never so, so disappointed to be accepted in all my life. <laughs> and I only thought I had the worst, worst worship situation in Arkansas at that point but it, you know when you think you're on bottom it can, there is, it can go deeper I mean they had me for their worship leader recorded music and me mm. I haven't showed y'all that talent. And you shouted. And God blessed. People drove from, I don't even know if GPS will take you there. From here, hardly from there. And God blessed. He did. One room up, one room down, and one toilet. You know, if I'd have known something. Yeah, you know what? There's a, he done impossible things. Uh, that's what I'm going to get to here. He done impossible things. There hadn't been, 
There hadn't been that many people in that church ever. Ever. You didn't pass but three houses to get to it. And somewhere out in those hills on those hollers, people started, yeah, and they are hollers, not hollows. Some people don't know how to talk. People came from town. Pastor First Assembly in town, he was from Paris. That's where I was from. And he would, he would give me the bless my heart look. Y'all even know what that is? Well, I thought you're in Boonville too. You're in Boonville too, boy. Oh, but you at First Assembly. Still First Assembly, Boonville. Seven two nine two seven, same zip code either way, forwards and backwards. And now you're gonna write it down. Look, it is the same both ways. He say, first time I ran to him, where are you pastoring? I'm Grayson. Oh, I heard he went. Oh. You know what he said to me? You know what that jerk said to me? I want to tell you something. Hear me. I'm building. And this is a good story. He said, well, everybody's got to start somewhere. Everybody's got to start somewhere. He said that to me. You know what I thought? I thought, yeah, I gave you your first job flipping hamburgers for me. I did. That little jerk said, everybody's got to start somewhere. And I gave him his first job. I thought I ought to punch you in the face. But then I'd have to repent. And that's not very godly to punch people in the face. But I'm working on that sanctification thing. That's what Lauren was talking about this morning. I wasn't quite as sanctified then as I am now. And aren't y'all glad that I've improved? Y'all know me now. Y'all thinking, oh my. What was it before? I wanted to punch him in the face in Jesus' name. I felt the spirit of slap all over me. Yeah. Yeah. Progressive sanctification. I'm better now than I was. Although I might still want to punch him in the face if he said that to me. But next time I saw him, he said, you know what he said to me? You still out, Grayson? And I didn't, y'all. I did not see. It was coming. It was working. I said, yeah. I didn't say so was half your people. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't have been right. No, we don't return evil for evil. <laughs> Much. And uh, uh, it's hard. He never said it'd be easy. He never said it would be easy. And God moved. He did. And Heather and I went off to, when we resigned there, knew it was time to leave. We went off down to, we got a call from Desark, Arkansas. Look that up. Desark, D-E-S-A-R-C. Two words. It means the ark. It's French. It means the bend. It's in the, on the White River. It's in the bend of the White River. Yeah, it's in the middle of the rice field with mosquitoes as big as hummingbirds. 
Y'all think y'all got me. Y'all brag on y'all's mosquito. Y'all don't even know what a mosquito is. Am I right? Let me tell you, y'all know Dan Parker? Y'all know Dan Parker? Let me tell you about the mosquitoes in Desert. We were coming out of a pizza place one night, and they picked Dan Parker up and put him in his truck. Now, that's a mosquito. Because Dan Parker's about as tall as Joseph and about twice that size. He's a big old boy. They about ate him alive. Mosquitoes. We were driving in that winter morning. And we drove down and ran around the curve out of Stuttgart. And coming off of towards Searcy and around that curve. Had a big sign that went around the whole curve. Desert like, like, like he was going into somewhere. That was the biggest thing in the whole town was that sign. <laughs> Set the mosquitoes. And Yeah. And we were going in that morning, I looked at that place. Nobody moves to the Delta. Am I right, Jeff? Nobody's moving to the Delta in Arkansas. We rounded that corner and headed into town. I thought, this is awful. And inside I thought, and praise God, we're coming here. We were coming in. We hadn't, we hadn't, even, we hadn't even met them yet, much less preached and tried out and all that stuff. And I said, Heather, we're coming here. You know what she said? I know. <laughs> you know, and I hope they don't watch this part because that thing about worship, worship team in Arkansas, we had it there. Oh, I had an evangelist that agreed with me because they support me. Yeah, it's bad. They support me. I said, I think we could win worse than the state. And they said, state, nothing. <laughs> said, you could probably win the region and place at national at least. <laughs> and God blessed. And God blessed. Impossible things. I'm telling you, impossible. When I, at Grace and that little, I wish I'd have put pictures up there. Because when I got there, the, the, I've had chicken coops with nicer doors on the front. I had window units. I don't know why we had them. I've got window insulation in the building. And there was, there was holes this big around in the corners of them, in the windows. If somebody was outside, you could stick your arm through them and pat them on the head. Because it was a little bit off the ground. So I, and, and if y'all, one of you, some of y'all had been there, and we'd, I'd have patted you on the head just for fun. I'd have scared you to death. <laughs> and laughed at you. It was hotter than blazes in the summer with six wind units running as fast as they could. It was colder than a well digger's backside in the winter. That's cold. They had nothing and nobody. And when we left, I'm talking about impossible. Had a, it had an, I was there two years. Had a new roof, paid for. Had new windows, and there were a bunch of them. They were big. New windows. New doors. We had a, a walkout basement door in that bottom room 
that a 25-pound raccoon could have just walked through it. The hole was so big. That's right. Heat and cool that. Zay could have crawled through it down there where the kids were. New windows, new doors, new roof. Central heat and air insulation. Brand new van. And paid for. And why am I telling you? Impossible. Impossible. I learned something there. I learned something there. And if I, I'd have said all that, I'd have laughed. Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield. Your exceeding great reward. Now think about that before I even move on. Look at what the Lord just said to him. Look at what God just said. Abram, I am your shield. And you could say, I am again, because it's together. I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. He didn't say, I'm going to give you an exceeding great reward. He said, I am your exceeding great reward. Wow. But, uh, there's, but. Let me tell you something. If the, if the Holy Spirit comes to you and says, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward, please don't let your next word be but. You know, sheep follow goats, but. Hello? Abram said, but Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my, in my house is my heir. Now, God just said, I'm your shield and I am your exceeding great reward. And all Abram could see is what he didn't have. My God. Now, I'm going to remind you, this Abram, this is Abraham, the father of our faith. And behold, this is, the word of the Lord came to him, that's Abraham, saying, I'm going to say that again, the word of the Lord came to him. If you get a word from the Lord, write it down. This one shall not be your heir, that one from the Eliezer's house. But one will come from your own body, shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside. He is God, brought Abraham outside. Said, look, now toward heaven count the stars if you're able to number them and he said to him 
so shall you your descendants be. Verse 6 says, and he, that's Abraham, believed in the Lord. And he, God, accounted it to him, Abraham, for righteousness. And then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldees to give you this land to inherit it. He's answering, why did I bring you out to give you this land? Why did he bring me here? I'll tell you in a minute. And he said, that's Abraham, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? Well, I could tell you right now before I even read any further. I could, let me just answer it real quick. I told you a few weeks ago, because I said so. Because God said so. We've got to get back to a place where we hear from God and we stand on it just because he said so. He told him how to sanctify. He told him how to sacrifice. Let me tell you what happens here real quick. God cut covenant with Abraham. That's what he done. God cut covenant with Abraham. Verse 17, it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark. Behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch and it passed between the pieces. That's the pieces of the bullock that was cut in half. That was God himself passed between the pieces of that bullock. On the same day, the Lord made covenant with Abram saying, to your descendants, I have given this land. Oh, just let me take just a second to read this to whoever might be watching anywhere in this world and tell you today, to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the sites in between. It belongs to them. That's a side note. Turn with me now to Genesis 18. And the Lord appeared to him under the timber tree. As he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be bought and wash your, and, and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that may refresh your hearts, that you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. And they said... Do as you have said. <laughs> and Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and hastened to prepare it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them and stood by them under the tree as they ate. 
And they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of your life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. The he is capitalized. This is deity speaking. It says, Sarah was listening in the tent door. It was God. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. And therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I've grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord, in case you wondered, said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? saying, shall I surely bear a child since I'm a whole? Is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Now think about what he just said. They're already past childbearing years. And he says, at an appointed time, not today. I'll come back. Sarah laughed within herself. Why did she laugh? She's a past age. She says, not today. I'll be back. At the appointed time, I'll be back. And Sarah will have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh. She was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. If I had a title tonight, it would would be right here. I would tell you, now is not the time to laugh. Now is not the time to laugh. Why are you laughing? Now is not the time to laugh. You know, Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything. It wasn't the time to laugh. It was the time to believe God, to take him at his word, to stand on the promise, to know that he who promised was faithful. Mac Church, where are you? There was nothing in their situation, you know, I doubt there's a person in this room that doesn't know Abraham's account. There's nothing in this situation that it is truly impossible. They're both, Sarah's womb is dead. Abraham's body is dead. You're going to have a son. Two chapters back, go, come outside. Come outside, Abraham. How am I going to demonstrate it? We don't have the internet. We don't have a laptop. We don't have, we don't have uh, an iPad. He said, man, if I had an iPad, I'd just show you in here. But they don't have those yet. So come outside. That's how people think. Look at the stars. 
No lights. There's no lights anywhere in the world. So, I mean, there's stars. I'm, let me tell you something. When you get a place where there's no light, there's stars. I've been to places without lights. It's wonderful. There's stars. There's lots of them. Look at the stars. Your descendants are going to, if you could count the stars. Another time he said, like the sands on the seashore. He said, I'll make out of you, you'll be the father of many nations. And today you stand here as the offspring of Abraham's many nations. Not just the Jews, not just the Muslims. He is the father of many, many nations. Now it's not the time to laugh. Yeah, down there in Desark, you know, they did bring us. And, you know, it really was never about what we, where we wanted to go or what we wanted to do. It was about wherever you open the door, we'll go. Hello? I'm, ta- I'm talking to Mag tonight. I, this, I, I thought, man, I wish I'd have got to do it. You know how many times I wish I get to do it on Sunday morning, but it's a Sunday night thing. and it ha- So it has to be something about the Sunday night people. It may be because it's the people that come to prayer meeting. I don't know. Because I believe God will make room for a praying man or a woman. God makes room for people that pray. In fact, if you don't pray, you, uh, you, you shouldn't expect anything. You go through this book, everything that happens in it is because somebody prayed. Somebody prayed for me. They sacrifice their time. Y'all don't know. I'm glad somebody prayed for me. We got kids we need to be praying for. In this house. Our own. Uh, that's not, that's not in, in my plan to talk, but I want to tell you, there's people in this room that the, the, the situation is hopeless. But Thank God I serve the God of all hope. Do you serve the God of all hope? Do you believe that he hears and he answers prayer? Do you believe that with men things shall be impossible, but with God, nothing? Somebody, nothing. Why don't you say nothing? But with God, nothing. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Why aren't you asking him? I've said it before, I'll say it again. There are people that if you don't pray for them, nobody's going to. And when you ask, believe. It's the only thing in this postmodern, pushing post-Christian age that is going to break through in the, in, through the strongholds of this generation. That thinks everything has to be re-argued and reinvented. It's like we're starting all over. But if we'll pray, Mac Church, if we will pray, I know in, in the prophets that when he said he's talking to Israel and talking to about the land, but the promises apl- will apply. I'm going to tell you, if you'll pray, he says, I will restore unto you the years. That the locusts have eaten and the canker worms have destroyed. Do you believe it? 
Somebody pray. It's not the time to laugh. It's time to pray. When we went to when we went to Desark, Heather, when we went, I don't I don't think either one of us was just oh man, awesome. There's something about us that there's something about us that we think we need to to like what God's doing in our life. We got to like the things that we cannot see. We got we the, we you know we give Him our plan. That, see, a lot of our problem is we hand him the plan and ask him to stamp it. This is how I got it all figured out for you, God. I saved you some time. If you'd take care of this for me. He don't, he didn't. He, he, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I, I, I know the plans I have for you. He has a plan for you. He's not looking at your plans. He told you in James, he said, don't say that I'll do this tomorrow. He said, don't, don't even do that. He says, if it be the Lord's will. We got to quit, quit planning and then praying. We got to pray for the plan. Pray for the plan. When you pray for the plan and walk in it, it'll work. He'll, he'll, he'll build it. He'll grow a church. On a place that isn't even on the map. He'll draw people to a place where, I mean, in, in an era uh, uh, that we think that we think music is worship. And if you don't have it all just right, people won't even come because they're coming, they're coming to sing. They're not coming. To, uh, and and he'll, he'll take you to a place where, where that anything would be better than what they were doing. And you know what he'll do? He'll build a church. That's my experience. Then he'll bring you to another place that, that, that I, I always feel a little bit bad about saying it, but true, it's true. They ain't nobody wanted this place. Ain't nobody wanted this place. <laughs> ain't nobody. I'm not being ugly. I'm here. I love it here. I'm here. I can't, you know when I come here? You know why I come here? I come here because, and, and she'll tell you. When we were looking and we had been praying, there's things we prayed for, but when, when, when we got the call about here and we got some attention uh, about coming, hadn't even called here yet, before we talked to him, by the way, I'm here, it's Brandon's fault. Yeah. And we knew, we knew, did we know? We knew. We were, how, 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 how well did we know that this was it? Because Bridge City was talking to us. That's, we, that, I mean, that's 600 miles nearly, 500. And, and where were they in, what, 10? From here to Robert Street. You know. About 15, somewhere in there. You can move 600 miles and miss God by 10. I th Scott, I think you were still over there. I saw my line was on, was on the roster at Bridge City. And it was on the front burner. I ain't lying. And I said, one day we was at the kitchen table and, and, and we were dealing with Brandon by then. I said, well, Bridge City's in. And she said, and Heather said, well, I said, we ain't going to Bridge City. I'm fixing to email him. She says, well, just leave him alone. Whatever the Lord's will is, is what it'll be. I said, no, you don't understand. 
it's not the Lord's will, we're not going to Bridge City. We prayed for longevity. We, believe it or not, we want to be here a long time. I was tired of moving. But not only that, I, I believe God has a plan. We prayed for longevity. We prayed, we prayed for a, uh, um, a place that didn't have a ceiling. Uh, how many know if, there, if there's only 80 people in the mountains, there's only 80 people in the mountains? You max out, go out to, I mean, you go out to the desert, there's a, they're, they're leaving, not coming. God built a church, but we hit a ceiling. You get down here, and I get down here, and you're in the middle of nowhere. And I got down here, I said, I thought, this isn't it, Lord, what are you talking about? We knew we were coming. I looked around this place, and I thought, well, this isn't it. I mean, it's a wide spot in the road. There are a lot of people drive up and down this wide spot. I thought I saw that Monday morning. That day, I, it was, I thought, oh. I remember thinking, oh, there are people everywhere. Everywhere. It was it. I know I'm moving a little slower than you. I, I'm getting somewhere. Because I'm talking, I mean, he drug y'all all the way down here too. <laughs> we like it here and we do you're stuck with me if you kick me if you kick me out you're, you're against God because I'm here to stay well no kidding I, I believe he uh, he asked me I believe he asked me to, for at least 15 years I do believe that and I, I committed to that. And that means a lot because, I, I mean, opportunities come. And they look good sometimes. And God opens doors. But what that means when you say, okay, I'll stay, that means it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. You know, if Joe Biden calls me and wants to be his personal spiritual advisor, I have to say, I'm sorry, Mr. President. I'm the pastor of Mauriceville All Gospel Church. I mean, I thought I, for nothing, things are impossible with me. With God, nothing's impossible. But that would be pretty impossible. Not, <laughs> why are y'all laughing? It's not the time to laugh. No, really. I'm building somewhere. Because I'm, 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 I'm about to ask you some things. Because somewhere along the way, I started learning to believe God. Now, I said started learning. I said started learning. You know, the more, the more I believe him, the more he does. And the more he does, the more I believe him. And that, you know, you can trust him. And when you've heard from him, you can bank on it. You can take it. and you can. Uh, but, you know, he brings you just to impossible places. I've been to some impossible places, and you're one of them. And there's sometimes I want to kill all of you. And you want to kill me, don't y'all be getting nervous. There's some, uh, there, in this room right now, at least 75% of you just threw your Bible in the floor on the way to the car one day and said, I ain't never going back. <laughs> They're nervous, you hear that nervous laugh? They're like, how do you know that? Somebody's looking at their wife saying, did you tell her? Sorry. <laughs> I told you not to say anything. 
Who was it in the Bible? It says that the king had a, had a spy in the bedroom. Remember? Who was that? I don't remember. Somebody telling on you. No, really. I've told you since we've been here. I, what, I, I'm, I'm coming to all this because God's been dealing with me in crazy ways lately, and I've got to talk crazy, and this is not the time to laugh. So as I, as I said all that to get to here. Is that all right? It's good. It is good. I used to, I, I, and I still struggle with some things, talking about some things. I, I still, I, I, I hate, there's some things I hate to, y'all think I don't hate to say anything. There's things I hate to talk about. There's things I hate to preach about. There's things I have to say out loud because I know people. And I know they, they roll in their eyes. Some people, some of y'all roll y'all's eyes so hard that I'm wondering how you don't get cramps in them. <laughs> I say, what happened? What happened to her? Oh, one of them got stuck. <laughs> Rolled her eyes so hard she had to get an x-ray. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let them, they didn't hear that. And uh, you know, you say things that the Lord's promised, and then oh, he's got it. And you know, you talk about something, oh, the preachers and their money and all that. Uh, that stuff burns me up. But you know what? I, I'm having to come to a point on stuff like that that you just have to realize that people are idiots. I probably could have softened that a little, but I don't. It's okay, because you know all that stuff is just as. I love. There's a Facebook meme going around. It says, "If the Lord has all this, then if if if, if it's not a, something about the Lord don't need money, then why church is always asking for it?" People say dumb things. It's the same people that'll come in and eat four times a week, then wonder why you. It's the same people that they'll come to church just because they ain't got no power at home and it's hot. They'll come soak up your air conditioner. And they'll come eat on Sunday morning. They'll come eat on Wednesday night. They'll, they'll go to everything free they can get in on. Hey, if you need it to be free, we'll make it free. We don't care. It's not about that. I'm just talking about how people are. You know, people are everywhere. So I'm, what I, it's not the time to laugh. I'm just being transparent. Is it okay? Scott, is it okay? If I, is it okay if I'm transparent? Did we lose one? I think we lost one. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and I've said crazy things and I pass over every once in a while and y'all just say, <laughs> oh, preacher. Uh, uh, Mag is a church that God has called to reach this region and to reach the world. See? Do you see, you see, you see how weak that was? See, I said all this. I've seen him do impossible already. Amen. I've seen him do impossible. Y'all don't know how impossible impossible can be. If I can believe for a house full of people five miles out on Jack Creek Road with one toilet. <laughs> when you can't hardly get people to get anywhere now, if it doesn't have state-of-the-art everything, right. we didn't even have a state-of-the-art toilet. 
And it, and it was on the other side of the wall, and it didn't even have an exhaust fan for, for, for a little noise cover or a little fan. See, I can paint a picture. Because <laughs> y'all all just went there. Every one of you. Oh, my, is right. I could tell more, but I better leave it there. So this is not the time to laugh because God has called me to Pastor Mag and for Mag to reach this region and the world through cameras, through word of mouth. I don't mean we're going to send $50 to every missionary and then we're going to reach the world. No, I mean, I mean, I mean just last night. But before all that, on our live stream, stuff we were getting, watching from Queensland, Australia. Watching from Dominican Republic. Watching from all, states all over the place. I mean, for crying out loud, they moved from Connecticut down here. People watch us. I don't know how wisdom, well, no, they heard from the Lord. That was wisdom. I don't know why you didn't do it sooner. Yeah. No, I'm for real. For real. I don't, I don't want to go into any kind of, I'm not, when you, I, I don't, turn off your cynical buttons if you're watching on live. I started to turn it off tonight because it's not the time to laugh. I don't have a Bible school education. No, I'm just a student of the word. Oh, I'll go, it probably shocks some of you. I don't even have a degree, much less a Bible school degree. I just pray, read a whole, whole lot, and devour the Word, and believe God. Go figure. He's right. Turns out that the Word and prayer and believing God works. It works. I, I, I ain't no dummy. I mean, I, I've, this, I remember things, in case you hadn't figured that out. I read, I comprehend, I remember. And I read a lot. And I pray more than I, I pray. And, you know, I, I, what I'm trying to tell you is I'm just from hills of Arkansas. And somewhere up in my 40s and after a whole lot of life and God doing miracle after miracle, we're not going to go into that. And to just believe in God along the way and, and literally I'll just, if you open the door, I'll go. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow. That's why it's one of my, leave me, Lord, I'll follow. Anywhere you open up the door. Let your word speak to me. Show me things I've never seen before. Lord, I want to be your witness. You can take what's wrong and make it right. Day star shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. What a prayer. What a prayer. What a prayer. Living water rain down your lap on me. Cleansing me, refreshing me. Life abundantly. Rivers full of life. I'll go where you lead. I will trust in you. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Worldwide ministries. I'm not talking about pulling strings and pulling on friends and bribing connections and none of that. None of that junk. I hate that junk. 
I hate that junk. And I just opens door after door. There's no reason for it. I want to tell you all something. There is no reason for it. There's no good reason for it. But you're part of it. I'm not, it's not about the man. It's about the call and obedience and the impossible and what God can do when you believe him. And we're nowhere near. I get frustrated. I get frustrated. I, I get frustrated. Because this, things don't happen quick enough for me. You know you're impatient when you're, you're tapping your foot in front of the microwave waiting on popcorn. Yeah. And at the same time, five years ago in April, I mean, this was a slab and there was some steel up and there was a mess and hurt and all of that. And, you know, it's really warped speed. It really is. But it's annoying to me. You know why? Because I believe God. That is why. That's why it annoys me. I think, come on. you know why? I expect it. I anticipate it. And I'm trying to convince you tonight. Because I've got some credit. Now, this is the time not to laugh. Because he's dealing with me on some things. Right now, I mean, the board knows it, that, that uh, Greater Love Television is one in this church up in the upper Midwest. They email, they call, they, they, they've made an un- unbelievable deals to get us on the air up there, I thought, why don't you just give it to us? Yeah. No, it's almost. I'm not, Brother Wynn, if you're watching, I'm, I'm not, I'm talking, amazing. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a, 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 a Tuesday and a Thursday, 7 o'clock and 7.30 p.m. prime time. And, uh, well, if you'll go ahead and do it, we'll give you a 5 o'clock on Wednesday just because. And we'll do it for $4,800 a year. That's $400 a month if you want to do the math quick. That is literally, absolutely nothing. And I think, and I think that's 30 minutes. I think we need hours, but okay. I'm telling open the doors. Uh, Israel, in a few weeks, they say, that's a trip. No, I said, no, that's, that's, that's another worldwide ministry that called us as we want to, to you to be involved in, in what's really going on in the Jewish nation so you can come back to the United States and influence the people that will listen to you. That's some of the greatest evangelists that ever lived that'll, that'll say, I need you to be here at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're going to, over and over. It's, it's just, and it's about the ministry of Mag Church, not about a preacher. It's about obeying God. And there's, there's things that I want you. I'll ask my wife, can, can you just believe God for the impossible? You were, you were here through all this. Is anything I said exaggerated, stretched, did I put it? No, I left story out, not added to, right? Did, did I tell it out of context? Did I stretch anything? Did, no. And now you're in on it. God's done, God's done wonderful thing at MAG. There, God's already, you know, we, there's, now everybody would want this church. I want to tell you, by the way, nobody wanted it. Brandon, did anybody want this church? Anybody? Nobody. 
If I said today I'm cashing out, I'm gone, there are people who want the church. I promise you. He's already done wonderful things and doing wonderful things. And he's bringing me to a place. I tell you every week, I say, you know, we ain't never had no money. Maggie ain't never had no money. That's true. Sometimes we got less than no money. Well, not literally. I don't mean not literally. I mean, not, they're not looking for us. We're not running rubber or nothing. <laughs> but I mean, we've done impossible. Um, and there's things right now that look impossible. There ain't no lie. There's something that, that the, whew, if I was a worrier, I'd worry. If, I, if, I, if I'd ever had anything, I really would, really would be upset. And you know, if I, you know, and if I, and if I thought it depended on me, man, I'd have ulcers as big as your fist. And y'all ain't even hearing me yet. It ain't time to laugh. I was walking down the hall. That's just this morning. There's a few. Let me start off with some little stuff. Because we're supposed to touch the world. We're supposed to touch the world. Mag Church, we're supposed to touch the world. We're supposed to touch it. We did lose one. Mm-hmm. You say money one time. Poop, I'm out. Whoop. <laughs> it's not going to That's one of them preachers are going to talk about. Whoop. Ain't got time for that. A bit. There's one thing I know about God. God ain't broke. Never has been. He don't need yours. He don't need mine. But he uses us. He chooses to use us. And by the way, while I'm talking, before I even get started on something, there's been a lot of things that's happened around here that came in the mail from people that don't even, you don't, you've never even met them. Is that the, is that the truth? Got one dude that sends, oh, we don't even know who he is. Still don't know who he is. You're going to have a son. Your descendants are going to be like the stars of the sky. Go look. I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the land from the sea to the Euphrates to Egypt. Sarah laughed in herself and God says, what are you laughing about? What are you laughing about? There's already the impossible. I've been a while. I I realize I'm going, I've been a while. I could go through things at Mag that I I say it every once in a while. If I'd have came here for almost five years ago and I'd have said, Within five years, you'll have this, you'll have this, you'll have this, you'll have this, you'll have this. You all laughed at me, said the guy's nuts. You'd have fired Brandon because you'd have thought, what in the world are you doing? And see, we've just done it. God's just done it so easily and, and gently and, and over time that we just don't think anything about it. And I was looking at all this and I think, what we're doing? And I think, God, well, I, I, God we need you. We need you. We need you. We, to do any, just to continue, we need you. We need, he's Jaira. He's Jaira. I'm not talking about, I'm not building up. To, see, there's a, the things I think, I know people think about. They think, oh, preachers and money. They think, oh, manipulators. Oh, they think, what's going on here? What's going on there? I, 
No, it's just how it's been. We haven't ever had anything to do anything with, and God does it. And he'll do it again. Can you believe God for impossible? Heather, you, can you believe God for impossible? No, really, can you? Can you? You believe God? Can you believe God for impossible? You ought to be. You did, and there it is. That was as impossible as anything. I bet you didn't think two days before that that could ever happen. You prayed, but did you think, Amber, did you think that would ever happen? But you prayed. But yeah. Now you can believe God for more because you've seen it. There's things to do. I, I, I look at that billboard out there and I say, we need that billboard. Not because I want that billboard. We need that billboard. I've, since, the day, since the day I blew into town and it was blowing up there with nothing on it from Harvey, I thought, we need that billboard. Jeff, we need that billboard. That's not that big a deal. Now, they won't weigh too much for it. It's stupid how much they want. But we need, we just keep praying. Thought they can rent it for something reasonable or God can make them give it away. I don't care. But we need it. And it's a, that's, that's not a big thing. I thought, can you believe God for that? That's starting out. We believe that God for that. Yeah. There's things we'll need around here. But that's not important. Here's what it is. It's crazy stuff like this because we're supposed to touch the world. And this is not the time to laugh. I've been a long time. I was walking right down that hall the other day thinking about things, where we're at, what we're doing, what we can't do. What needs to be paid? What's going to come in? I, 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 I mean, that's just part of that's just part of the job. When can we do that? And how do we get this? And how do we do that? And God, this is impossible. And you know what? You know what happened? I, God perks up when you say that. Scott, I want to tell you something. When you come to when you come to when you come to that conclusion. I've laid a lot of groundwork. When you get to that conclusion, God, this is impossible. He says, aha. Aha. You know what he says? Exactly. It sure is. Now, can you believe me for it? We're going to pray. And I believe with all of my heart Walking down the hall the other day, I hadn't said this to her. I don't think. I don't think I've said it to anybody. So walking down that hall right there, I said, God, this is impossible. He says, What can you believe me for? I said, oh, I've, I've believed you for a lot. Do y'all talk to God? Do y'all talk to God? I said, I think I can believe you for anything. He said, Can you believe me for a million dollars? I thought, hmm. I think so. He said, well, that'd be a good start. (laughs) So I'll ask you, it's time to laugh. God says, I'll give you a son in your old age 
it's impossible, but you'll have descendants of, like the sand of the sea, stars of the sky. Sarah laughed within herself, and God says, why is she laughing? Abraham, why is she laughing? And she said, I didn't laugh. You know, she said, this is God she was talking to. Is it because she was afraid? It says, is it? She, wasn't me, I didn't laugh. You know, I said, oh, yeah, you did. But it didn't change what God was going to do. You know, Sarah laughed within herself and lied to God about laughing. And you know what it changed? You know what it didn't? It didn't change God's mind one little bit. I think, it, I think he doubled down. <laughs> All right. You don't think I can do it? Now, I got to ask you a question. No, for real. Today, now, this is the Sunday night crowd. I'd rather it have been a Sunday morning, and you probably had too, because I'd have made it much quicker. <laughs> but you needed to know it. I'm going to ask you something. Can, can we believe God for the impossible? They say, preacher, are you asking me for a million dollars? Only if you got it. <laughs> no, I ain't going to ask you for nothing. All I've ever asked anybody here ever, all I've ever asked anybody to do is what God asks us to do. Pray, hear from God, do that. Pray, hear from, and I'm going to tell you something. But here's what I do want you all to know. Watching my live stream, watching, it doesn't, I don't know how in the world God would do it. As a starting place, can you believe him for that? Can you believe him? For, I think I can, Scott. Because with men, things are impossible. I ain't got a million dollars. I probably know people that's got a million dollars, but they ain't giving it to me. They ain't going to give it to me anyway. They're going to give it to the work of the Lord. There's people that ain't nothing. And he moves on people, strangely. And if God said it, I believe it. And then, you know, that people used to say, well, God said it, I believe it, that settles it for me. And then somebody come along and says, oh, God said it, that settles it. It don't matter if I believe it or not, that's not true. I, I, I even said that a few, that's not true. God expects you to believe him. And when God asks you to do something, there's power in obedience. It says, how do I know that, because, that, you know, that was that word of faith junk when I think about it. God said it, that settles it. Well, as I just read in, in Genesis, and, and, and it's repeated in the New Testament that says, Abraham believed God. He made a point of repeating it. It was important that Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him as righteousness. It says if anyone comes to God, he must first believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, I don't believe God would have you ask anything like that. Well, you ain't listening to him. There's some people that, that they get to think about preachers and money and all that. Blah, 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 blah. I get so sick of that junk. I get tired. You know what makes me? I get mad, Scott, that I even think about that. It makes me mad that it even crosses my mind. Because it's either somebody coming from someone that's weak in faith and they need to see God prove it, or it's coming from a reprobate that hates you anyway. And what in the world do I care what you think? God didn't talk to you. Go laugh in your tent. And by the way, peek out and watch what God does. It's the start. I believe with everything in me. Because from day one, it's been about, I, I've got the recorded, I, I, I keep 
I keep the things that the Lord says by the gifts of the Spirit. It's always transcripted out and put in my desk. You know why? Because there's days when it's hard. There's days when I can't see it. There's days whenever I wonder how we're going to do this. I wonder how we're going to do that. And I go back and say, oh, you said that. And here's one thing I want you to know, Mag Church. We're either full gospel or we're not. We either believe in the gifts of the Spirit or we don't. If we, if we believe that somebody stands up and says, thus saith the Lord, we either believe it, because we, well, first of all, we've tried the spirits, but we, he either said it or he didn't. It's, either, it's tongues and interpretation, it's edification of the body, or it's not. It's a promise or it's not. If it's not, let's quit playing that game and being silly. Or if it is, let's believe him. Can you believe him? Because he gave him a friend, and Sarah laughed. But turn the page. And then we're going to pray. And the Lord, verse Genesis 21, are you all with me? Can you believe him? No, really, can you believe him? And the Lord visited Sarah, chapter 21. Who did? The Lord did. And the Lord visited Sarah, and he said, and the Lord said to Sarah as he had spoken, or the Lord did for Sarah as he spoke. Back up, let's read it again. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. Man, that ought to be enough right there. The Lord showed up like he said he would, and he did what he said he'd do. Yes? For Sarah, listen, verse 2, for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old days, age, at the set time which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when, the, when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. And all who hear will laugh with me. The earlier when he promised it and she heard it, she laughed at God. And God says, why are you laughing at me? And now God came just like he said he would do. He did what he said he would do. She got what she said she would get of Sarah. Two people, their bodies were dead. And all the promises fulfilled. And now it says that God has caused me. He was, she was no longer laughing at God. Now the joy of the Lord had entered her heart because the promise had been fulfilled. And it says, and Sarah said, God has made me laugh and all will laugh with me. She also said, who, who would have said to Abraham and Sarah would nurse children? Look at that. Who would, let me, let me give you some Arkansas language. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? I'm nearly, a, I'm 75 years old and I'm nursing a baby that I bore. Who, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age it wasn't the time to laugh when God made the promise 
But when they stood on it and he came through, he gave you a time to laugh about it. Not at him, to laugh with him with joy in your heart because God's who he said he was, done what he said he would do, and the time that he said he would do it, he fulfills his promise. And I'm going to ask you again, what can you believe him for? Because when God makes you a promise, hear me, mom, over a son, over a daughter. If God makes you a promise about your household, if God makes you a promise of the Spirit, if God makes you a promise, it's not the time to laugh at Him. But He will come to you when you believe Him and He comes through and He will give you a time for you to laugh and people to laugh with you. Hallelujah. And I'm going to ask you, what can you believe Him for? What can you believe Him for? I tell you, Katrina, he brings you to impossible places. God is not even in the picture until it becomes impossible. Hear me. Hear me. God is not even in the picture until it becomes impossible. Because with men, things are impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. I'm telling you, I'm giving you a spiritual principle. I'm telling you, God expects us to do what's possible. Everybody waiting around on God to come do everything for them. God can move mountains. Don't be surprised if he hands you a shovel. And gives you the grace to shovel. But I tell you, it's when you've done everything possible that God shows up and does what's impossible. He's not even in the picture until it's impossible. I believe in, a, I believe in the gifts of the Spirit, all of them. And one of those is a gift of faith. You know, Jeff, I believe there's many times, I don't believe it, I know it, there's been many times in my life that God has allowed me to walk in the gift of faith. He said it. I believe it. How? I don't know. Not. <laughs> Come on, let's pray. Let me tell you a thing. This is the kind of thing I like. This is the kind of thing that gets me going. You want to hear it? 75 years, 74 years old, a guy you might have heard of named Jimmy Swaggart that you may have heard fell on his face before the world in 1988 and not just once but twice fell on his face again in 1992. Anybody ever heard that story? Yeah. Greatest evangelist in the world. The way so well known. Everybody, half the world was thrilled, mocking that he, you know, he was the butt of the late night comedians, the butt of the golden girls. He turned on, watch 80s television, they still make fun of him. You know what? And lost nearly, uh, I mean, down to uh, 10% of what he was. Had all this stuff. God made provisions all the way through. And one time, at 74 years old, he comes into a board meeting. He calls all of his people together and says, you know what? I've been praying and the Lord told me that we're going to start an international television network all over the world. 74 years old. Yeah. They, said, we're, uh, they said, how's that? I don't know. That's what he told him. I don't know. Well, there's no channels available. That don't matter. They called the TV. They said, we don't know anything about that kind of TV. You called the TV people. I said, it'll never happen. There's no channels available on the, on the, on the satellites, on, you know, DISH, on direct, on all the, all the reasons they can't. He said, it doesn't matter to me. God said, it's going to happen. 
son sitting at the end of the table. He said, well, listen to this. I said, this is, some of them were over there last week. Yeah, the, the, the studios, are, they're incredible. Just that, never mind. Now the, you know, the television time's four million a month. Never mind the maintenance, never mind the payroll. About $10 million budget, really. And, and they didn't have any, they didn't have any money. Remember, they, 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 they had land. God made a way for them to be through. They didn't have any debt. They had all that, you know, that big mall sitting on land they sold. I mean, God made a way. They had no money, not for millions of dollars for a TV station. And how are we going to get the TV station? I don't know. They said there's none available. It doesn't matter. There is because God told me. And so finally, the little lady that writes the checks is sitting there. That's Francis. And the boy that does all the work is that's Donnie. He says, Daddy, how are we going to pay for that? So he got up from his chair. He was on his way out of the room and he said, Ain't my problem. And kept walking. They said, All of my life, through the ups and downs, mostly ups, but the downs and the failures. He said, there's one thing I know. When my daddy told me, just anybody, that the Lord said to me that you could go ahead and write it down and take it to the bank because he's heard from God. So it happened over and over and over and over. It happened. God still does that. So that, that, is a, that, is a, that is a manifestation of the Spirit. That's a gift of the Spirit called the gift of faith. That you can just believe God for whatever He says. There's somebody in this house tonight that will believe God.